Hi, this is Parker Bone III, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Joey Serrar and Tim Berg. Looking to shoe up against the best in our sport? The Proprietors' Cup is a true megabuck tournament. It takes place in Dayton, Ohio, July 12th through the 15th. If you think you have what it takes to compete against the best in the industry, then listen to this. The Ace Mitchell All-Star Team Challenge is a place where your five-man team can prove it and win $10,000. Here's how it works. Go to www.proprietorscup.com to fill out an entry blank. The singles event is slated for July 14th, and due to high demand, a women's and senior megabucks tournament has been added. Check out their Facebook page and click like. Again, the website, proprietorscup.com, for all the details. Attention bowlers, would you like to help your stability in your approach and at the foul line? With Stability Strikes Bowling Performance Sock, you can enhance your stability and take the edge off any foot, knee, or back pain you may have while bowling. The extra mohair cushioning in the heel and toe gives you the comfort and support to compete at your maximum potential. So go to StabilityStrikes.com today. Stability in your game is just a pair away. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining me is Brunswick staffer and PBA Tournament of Champions winner, Sean Rash. Sean, Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a privilege to be with you guys. So, Sean, I want you to walk us through your season this year for the PBA Tour. You guys started out in November back in Las Vegas, ends in Las Vegas. How do you think you did overall this year? Well, overall, the year is a success. Anytime you come away with a win during a season on the PBA Tour, you're going to have success. Uh, the season started off great at the World Series in November, uh, making the record five shows in a row, the four animal patterns, and the World Championship show, leading the World Championships by almost 300 pins, uh, pretty much dominating the World Series. Uh, definitely had a downfall there, of course, a little bit, or frustration, I would say, more than anything. Not coming home with a victory, but uh, the change of venue, going to the arena setting, uh, the elimination format, which basically changes everything also. Um, you know, the rest of the season uh, was pretty good. There were some ups, there were some downs, there were some swing changes, there was some, some bad tempo there in the middle of the year. Uh, internationally, though, was was pretty good. Bolden Qatar finished third. Bolden Finland uh, finished in the top 16. Bolden Paris finished fourth, just missing the show by, by 10 ends. Bolden Kuwait finished seventh. And then, uh, you know, coming away with a win at the tournament champions, uh, finishing the year off with a bang is definitely the way you want to finish. And, Sean, for the bowler who's never bowled overseas, what is it like going overseas? Do you guys encounter more oil, less oil? Uh, what sort of things do you guys have to work through, what sort of obstacles you guys face, aside from the travel sometimes, since you're going uh, across the world and, and traveling through time zones, uh, and then also, how do the uh, fans over there, how do they react to you guys coming over? Yeah, bowling's bowling. I mean, you're still trying to knock down 10 pins, it's still 60 feet long. Uh, most of the places we go are synthetics, uh, either HPLs or runs with pro ambulance, but you know, end of the day, you're still trying to knock them all down, whether it's one shot or two shots. Uh, when we travel around the world, we are 
treated like royalty. It's amazing the respect that the game gets in Europe and in Asia, uh, all right, around the world. It's just amazing to travel around the world and do what you love to do. So uh, I encourage anybody to try and bowl an event around the world. It's uh, it's just awesome to be able to see things, you know, enjoy people's culture, uh, the sights, the seas, and everything. Sean, I want to get your thoughts on the PBA Player of the Year race between yourself, Jason Belmonte, and Michael Fagan. All three of you guys, very deserving of it, but tell the Above180.com listeners why ultimately you feel you should be the one who wins. Well, the Player of the Year race is very interesting to see them because of the venues that we've been at, the short amount of periods, and whatnot. I really think the Player of the Year vote comes down to three gentlemen, and that would be Jason Belmonte, Mike Fagan, and myself. I think there's an argument for all three of us. Uh, Jason Belmonte winning three times, uh, finishing second in points, second in money, uh, making a lot of shows. You know, that's a, a tremendous feat. I think any normal year, you would see Jason winning. Uh, some of the things that hurts Jason, uh, is he won three times in the same venue, three times in the arena setting, um, you know, going through that format in a two-day period. You know, you start getting on a roll, things go the way you want them to go. He did make a couple major shows, uh, finishing fourth, third, and, and third, uh, which is a great season by any standards. You know, not winning a major, I think, kind of hurts him a little bit against the two players that he's against, which would be Mike Sagan and myself. Uh, Mike Sagan had a phenomenal season. I think anybody would take three major shows with a win at the Masters, second at the Open, and then fourth this week at the World Champion, or at the Tournament Champion. Uh, you know, unfortunately for him, he's a little farther down on the points. Uh, well, not further down, but third in points, uh, third in money, uh, second or third in average. You know, kind of hurts there a little bit. Uh, didn't have a great world series of bowling, which most of our events were there. Uh, made a show, the double show, but uh, overall wasn't a great uh, world series. Uh, definitely bowled well the second half of the season compared to the first half. And then when you look at my stats, um, you know, I dominated the World Series of Bowling through a qualifying. Uh, I know I didn't win in the venue that we were at because it was different than what we were qualified. But making the record-setting five shows in a row, leading the world champions by 300, should have bowled for the title. But because of the qualification process, I had to win a pod just to get into the Final Four. Uh, I was a 7-10 away from bowling for the title, so finished third in the world championships. Both great all year long. Had a couple hiccups. Uh, unfortunately, both bad at the Masters, which everyone I'm sure is well aware of. But other than that, I finished fourth at the Dick Weber. I was uh, you know, one game away from bowling for the title, realistically, in the final three. Bowled really well in Detroit. Bowled well in L.A. Bowled well around the world. Probably the event of the year. Uh, dominated, realistically, the tournament champions. I led the 20-game uh, qualifier of the Elites. Um, out averaging everybody. Once we got to qualification with the seeded players, uh, qualified fifth, and then after that, I led after match play, you know, bowled one game for the title. So winning a major, seven shows, uh, so one win, three seconds, three thirds, multiple chances to win this year, putting myself in position. Uh, and then if you look at the stats, and I'm a stats guy. And I voted every year like this. When I look at stats, I look at who leads the points. I look at who leads uh, earnings and who leads the average. Uh, TV shows matter. Uh, seven TV shows. Uh, ten top ten finishes out of 14 events. 
uh, I would have to say that it kind of speaks for itself. And Sean, I want you to take us back to the TOC. You leave the three, six, nine, ten in the ninth frame against Ryan Simonelli. What was going through your mind? It looked kind of like you just got up and, and had the mindset of, I'm just going to go up there and throw at this right away, uh, throw it straight at it, make this bear, and then fill the 10th frame. But, but what were you thinking? Yeah, um, unfortunately, after such a horrible first shot, first thing I did is I looked at the scoreboard and, and tried to do, because I'm a numbers guy and a stats guy, I wanted to see what I needed to get to make sure when I got in the 10th frame, what I needed to do to shut out Ryan Simonelli because he still had a chance to bowl 217 um, or 216, whatever the number was. And I kind of look back at when I bowled Ronnie Russell at the World Series of Bowling. You know, if I would have made this fair against Ronnie, I would have forced him to make it uh, to mark to win and move on. And I missed them all, so all I needed was eight. So I said, all right, you know, if I get three, I need to fill 20 in the 10th. If I make the spare, I just need nine to win the tournament. And uh, I just went and you know, straight is great. I was told that a long time ago by a friend named Walter Ray Williams Jr. was, if you don't know what you're going to do, straight is great. And if I hooked at it, I could chop it multiple ways, especially because of, to me, the right lane just hooked way more than the left lane, especially in the front part of the lane and the middle part of the lane. And I had no idea what it would do down lane. So uh, my spare shooting was phenomenal last week at the tournament champions. I missed, I think, a total of four spares throughout the 56 games that we bowled. And, uh, you know, I knew if I hit the one in the front, I was going to get at least three, meaning I would need to fill 20 in the 10th to shut out Ryan. If I made the spare, I needed nine to win. And uh, I didn't want to think too long about it. Uh, I'd already made a bad shot. I just wanted to forget the first shot and just, you know, focus on the spare. And, and uh, you know, I came away with making the spare. Tournament of Champions winner and Brunswick staff member Sean Rash joining me on the Above180.com podcast. Sean, I want to get you the hold of the line. Coming up on the other side, I want to get your thoughts on the Proprietors Cup. It's a great tournament. You actually won a satellite entry. I want to get your thoughts on that and how you see that playing into the grand scheme of things when it comes to bowling. Uh, you're listening to the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg, Sean Rash, we'll be right back. Looking for some added competition? Having a hard time finding a tournament in your area? Tired of all the added expenses in traveling to a tournament? VirtualTournaments.com was designed to allow bowlers to use their league scores towards a national tournament. VirtualTournaments.com has multiple divisions available, along with brackets and high-game side pots. Visit VirtualTournaments.com today for information. VirtualTournaments.com. Real bowlers, real scores, real money. This is Lee from BowlerX.com. If you're looking for the best prices and service after the sale on the Internet for bowling balls, shoes, bags, and accessories, come check out BowlerX.com. We carry products from all the major manufacturers. All in-stock orders ship out to you the same day. And best of all, we ship your items fully insured for free. That's right. We don't charge for shipping on any item we sell. Look for BowlerX.com at the 2012 USBC Open Championships in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In conjunction with the event, we will be awarding one lucky winner with a $500 gift certificate, good for anything we carry. Simply go to www.bowlerx.com between February 10th and June 30th, 2012 to register. We'd also like to congratulate John Tassano of Seabeck, Washington, who was the winner of our $750 Brunswick Arsenal giveaway. John walked away with four high-performance balls from Brunswick and a KR Strike Force four-ball roller bag. BowlerX.com is the online bowling superstore and a proud sponsor 
of Above180.com. Listen up, bowlers. If you're headed to the USBC Open in Baton Rouge, make sure you head over to the first annual Jet Mulligan Classic, hosted by All-Star Lanes. Take a listen to this unique tournament format. Bowl four games and drop your lowest game. For more information, visit www.jetbowling.com or call 225-924-0124. The tournament runs daily starting at 9 a.m. A bowler using jet equipment in this tournament will receive an additional 20% payout bonus on any place they cash in. Again, Brunswick staffer and Tournament of Champions winner Sean Rash being so kind to join us on the Above180.com podcast. So, Sean, I want to get your thoughts on the Proprietors Cup. This is a, a megabuck tournament, costs $1,100 to enter. So what what, uh, what they're trying to do, I believe, is, is go back to the old days of the high rollers and uh, really create a buzz around bowling, much like uh, when poker first started. You know, poker wasn't as big as it is now. And all you see now on TV is poker, and, and it's a, it's truly an event. The Proprietors Cup is coming up on the 14th of July. Uh, go to proprietorscup.com for any more information. But, Sean, I want to get your thoughts because I know you actually you bowl the satellite, and you won a satellite, so you're going to be bowling this. But how do you think this is going to help bowling moving forward? Well, I think any time you have an event to bowl, it's going to help bowling. Uh, it's better than losing events and losing bowling centers and losing leagues. So I appreciate what Billy and and Steve and Scott and all those guys are doing at the Proprietors Cup because it's giving us an opportunity to bowl. Uh, yeah, the entry fee might seem a little steep to others, but at the same time, I look at it, there's a risk-reward opportunity here. You know, you're risking a big amount of money to win a big amount of money. And, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to win the satellite event in Detroit right before the Detroit Open for us. Um, and it gives me a chance to bowl. And that's what I want to do. I mean, that's what I do for a living. So having a chance to bowl and make some money, uh, bowl with my teammates the night before on the team event with Brunswick, uh, I think it's great. Uh, do I think it's going to be this huge event where thousands of people are going to come like poker? Not yet. I think if they do it right and have the promotion behind the PPAA and the proprietors around the country and, and help send people into these events, Absolutely. You could see two, three hundred people at these events real soon. Uh, I remember when I started bowling for a living, the Mega Bucks had thousands of entries. And, you know, people used to spend twelve, thirteen hundred dollars to bowl a high roller all the time. And it paid two hundred thousand for first place. So we've kind of got the same idea there. Um, I wish them all the best. I'm hoping that things turn out to where we have anywhere from a hundred to two hundred entries for the first year. And it's just going to grow. I mean, these guys are really, really behind this. They love the idea. And uh, I think the manufacturers and the sport of bowling is going to you know, be behind them in this event. And also, Team Above 180 will be lacing them up as, as well against Team Brunswick and Team Storm and all the other folks out there. So uh, may the best team win when it comes to that, Sean. Want to get your thoughts next. Uh, Jason Bomani had a very unique situation this week as his wife, Kimberly, was expecting the birth of their second child. And Jason and his wife made the decision that he was going to bowl the event here in the States. Again, of course, Jason being from Australia. And Sean, I've noticed some interviews where you've been discussing uh, how you're getting ready to start a family. You're recently married, and you guys are, are at that point where you're thinking of starting a family. What would you do in that situation? It's the week of a major tournament, and your wife is expected to give birth at almost any time. That has to be a tough decision. You know, I applaud Jason for, you know, moving over to 
coming over and bowling the event. You know, his wife basically told him, said, look, go. Uh, she knows how important bowling is to him, and that was the decisions they, they made together as a family. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, there's always going to be more tournaments. I think Jason knows that he needed to bowl the event to, and, you know, make the show or maybe win the event to, you know, lock up player of the year, which is an award that only one guy can win each year, and it's hard to win. Uh, the players that win player of the year are truly deserving. I think any one of us that win it this year is truly deserving, deserving of the award. And, uh, you know, found out yesterday that him and his wife had the baby. Um, you know, very happy for them, and uh, hopefully Kimberly is doing well and the baby are doing well. But for me personally, it would have been very hard to, to fly that far um, for, you know, one tournament. Um, yeah, it's the tournament champions. It's one of the most prestigious events of the year. But, uh, you know, I, I can't wait for my wife and I to start our family where, you know, hopefully I'll be in the United States bowling. But, um, you know, it might be a little different for them, too. This was their second child. It wasn't his first. Uh, you know, there was no complications beforehand or, you know, from so far there's no complications after. So glad everyone is healthy, glad everyone is doing well, and, you know, glad that Jason was able to bowl because he's one of the best in the game and he needed to be at the event. And, uh, you know, we got the best players on the show, and um, that was good for the sport. It was good for the PBA. It was good for bowling. And uh, glad he was able to get home in time to, to be home with his wife and his family for the birth of their second child. Again, Sean Rash joining us on the Above180.com podcast, Brunswick team member and Tournament of Champions winner. Last question for you, Sean. I know this was last summer, and we've all moved forward and are past this, but you and Jason Belmonte had a had a little incident at the summer series on the PBA Tour. How is how was your relationship? You know, it, it's fine. You know, what happened last year happened last year. It was just a, a point where it got to me enough to, to blow up. And like I've told many people in the past, that I apologize for my language. I don't apologize for my actions. Uh, we're cordial. We you know we wish each other luck when we bowl each other. You know, we don't hang out like we used to. Which you know, it is what it is. End of the day, when I'm bowling, I'm bowling for myself. I'm bowling for my family. Bowling for my company, just like he is. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all family and friends out here. But uh, you know, are we going to be best friends or best mates like they say in Australia? Probably not. But uh, you know, it's not going to change who I am. It's not going to change who he is. Uh, we're here to support the, the game of bowling, promote the game of bowling uh, to the people that want to keep bash mouthing him, keep bash mouthing me. I really wish that they would let it go and move on and, and promote the game of bowling and talk about the positives in any game of bowling. There's a lot of great things happening right now, and uh, it would be great if we could focus on some of the positives in our sport. Sean, I want to thank you for joining us. You always uh, make yourself available, and I know you're very busy. So uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, our listeners really do appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. Thanks for promoting the game, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. For Sean Rash, Tim Berg. Good luck and good bowling.